Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight on this beautiful, hot, sunny Sunday from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan on the island in the, surrounded by the water in the state of the United States and in the world on planet Earth. Um, and here we sit. Hi, here comes Remo. Going to cause a little trouble, of course, because I start talking on the phone, and he just comes over and he goes, Hi, Mom, I want to cause some trouble. Uh, what we're going to do this week is talk about the weather ahead. Happy Fourth of July uh, coming in on uh, Wednesday. And we have uh, it's a holiday weekend, a holiday week. And, of course, when the Fourth of July is on Wednesday, nobody quite knows what to do. Should we celebrate at the beginning or should we celebrate at the end? Because it's Wednesday. You know, do we take off Monday, Tuesday? Do we take off Thursday, Friday? And a lot of people just say, heck, I'm just going to take the whole week. And so the Fourth of July this week uh, is not a lot of exciting activity in the sky. But what we're doing is we're going towards the eclipses. The eclipses are coming, and the eclipses are coming. So next week we will have a podcast on um, the new moon uh, that will be the first eclipse in Cancer, and then there will be another one in Leo Aquarius. Uh, and so big big eclipses this year. Uh, so tune in. We'll talk a little bit about that. But this week we're talking about the build-up to the eclipses. So a lot of energy when we're in the phase of full moon to new, right, which is releasing, letting go, waxing, is growing, waning is getting narrow. Waning means letting go. So the moon is going to be letting go all week, right, and all next week as we go towards the first eclipse, which takes place at 20 Cancer. So this is a letting go time. Okay, And, of course, when we're in eclipse season, it feels like the letting go happens a little more dramatically with a little more, oh, my goodness, look at that. Look what just let go. And, oh, wow, what are we doing? What are we doing? So this week's a little bit quieter, but next week's rocking and rolling and crazy um, uh, for a number of reasons, which I'll talk about. But what we're doing now is we're setting up things. Okay, Think of this as the setup week. So Mars, of course, is retrograde. He's been retrograde now for a couple of weeks. And he's about to go out of bounds. He's going to go out of bounds at the end of the week on the 7th. Mercury is going to go retrograde in a little while in Leo, the part of the summer of retrogrades. And she enters her shat- he enters his shadow at the end of the week on the 7th. Right? Jupiter is stationing next week, and he enters his station degree on Thursday, so he kind of slows down, getting ready to stop at 13 of Scorpio to go forward. And then the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, and they're at 20, and so there's the build-up to them as we let go of energy. So with the note of fate hanging out over there near Mars, we're still cleaning out that mayonnaise jar. We're still releasing things we no longer need. We're saying, well, that's done, that's done, that's done, that's done, that's done. And then next week, uh, for lack of a better word, all hell breaks loose. (laughs) So this week, enjoy your vacation days. Take a couple days. You know, I know in in my case, I try and uh, look for the really crazy weeks because I know that's going to be like crazy times. And I try and look for the quiet weeks and and maybe sneak off. So I'm going down uh, to visit my dad in Florida for a couple days. Um, And I'm kind of like, yeah, and then next week is wild. So this week is the calm before the storm. 
So you want to take advantage of it. You know, the whole idea with the Mars retrograde and all the planets in the sky retrograde, and I did a webinar last week, which is available for purchase if you want to, about how the planets are all running backwards at full speed all summer long. And in the same way that uh, the the sun and the Venus and the moon are not going backwards, because the sun and moon never go backwards, but Venus will go backwards in the fall, when all the planets are going backwards, they ask us to revise the area of our life that they're in charge of. So Mercury, of course, we'll start with him because he's going to enter his shadow this week. Mercury is in charge of our Virgo houses and our Gemini houses, so they're going to be going backwards. Um, next up is Mars. He's in charge of our Aries houses and our Scorpio houses, and he's going to be going backwards. Next after that is Jupiter, and he's in charge of our um, Sagittarius houses and our Pisces houses, and then Capricorn, Saturn, and he's in charge of our Capricorn houses and our Aquarius houses. Pluto's also retrograde. Some people give him to Scorpio. I like to look at both rulers. Um, But he's retrograde, so he's making Scorpio house go backwards. And Uranus is going to go retrograde in a week or so, and then he's going to make the Aquarius house go backwards because he co-rules it with Saturn. So this week, everything gets ready, and everything will be moving, 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 and releasing, letting go, saying done here, done here, done here. It is, of course, when we go into the eclipse season, as we head towards the new moon, uh, which is the start energy. When we're in the release energy, we're releasing, releasing, releasing. So this is a big week for pe- this week and next week are big weeks for people to die, or for people to leave, or for people to say, "I think I'm done. I gotta go now," or for people to set up releasing. So I have a few people selling their houses, getting ready to move off, you know, and live somewhere else. Um, a couple just selling their houses because it's time. Um, others because they're ready for a new direction, others because they lost their job and they want to just kind of pack everything in a car and drive for the summer. So it's releasing energy this week. And Mercury, of course, rules communications, cell phones, siblings, the communications that we have. Mars is already going retrograde. All the other planets are too, so look in your chart. So when we did that list, the only things that aren't going backwards, right, are the Cancer Houses, because that's ruled by the Moon, the Leo Houses, because that's ruled by the Sun, and the Venus Houses, ruled in Taurus and Libra. So those four houses in your chart are not going backwards. The rest of them are all in full steam. Let's go backwards. And even though Uranus hasn't gone backwards yet, Saturn's going backwards. So he's in charge of Aquarius, too. He's a busy guy, that Saturn. So watch your chart and say, okay, where is the backward place in each of my houses? What is the thing I'm supposed to clear out and let go of in each of these places in my chart, right? Because there's, like, all this stuff that wants to let go. And then just kind of help it every day, right? So here at Ann Ortley's astrology practice, we are in the process of still, you know, reassembling and kind of putting things in place and releasing things because I have a lot of stuff. And and every day we take out a couple bags of garbage, and every day we take out a couple bags of this or that. And then, you know, I was working on some some old paperwork I needed to do. And then I was kind of, I ran into a pile of bills I hadn't paid. I'm like, oh, God, I forgot to pay these bills. I was paying the bills. You know, that's my eighth house, Mars and Mars house. And and just kind of watch, just kind of look around and say, oh, yeah, I can let that go. Oh, yeah, I can let that go. I realized I'd lost a lot of silverware, so I was out visiting my friend 
uh, Joanne on the beach uh, on the weekend, and of course last Wednesday, and I, I just had a day off, so I wanted to go to the beach. Well, it was Moon and Capricorn, of course, cold at the beach Wednesday, so we went to Bed Bath and Beyond, and I got some new silverware because <laughs> uh, my forks have been disappearing. Um, my tall forks. I don't like short forks. I like tall forks. So I got some silverware, right? And then it arrived in the house, and now it's sitting in the kitchen. So it's been washed. It hasn't been, I have to clean out the, the utility drawer, you know, that holds the silverware. And that's got a lot of stuff in it that's not supposed to be in there because people put shit away at my house, and I can't find it. Um, a lot of people touch on my stuff here lately. So I'm like, all right, got to put away the silverware and get it get it in its new, in its clean out the silverware holder, you know, because it gets a little squinchy in there. And then that's a project, right? So just make a list. You know, you kind of start. You're going to clean out the medicine cabinet, and then suddenly you're cleaning out underneath the bathroom sink. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Lots of void moons this year, this summer, because planets are at early degrees. Uranus is in Taurus at an early degree. Saturn's at an early degree. Uh, you know, Mars is at an early degree. So a lot of the planets are early. So there's a lot of big, long void moons which take, you know, like a day off or a day to clean the stuff or release stuff. And honor, honor that you're letting go, honor that you're saying, ah, that chapter's finished. I was looking at something the other day, and I'm like, I don't know when the last time I was I went through that. And then I'm like, I probably don't even need to go through it. I have to throw I could just throw it away. And then, of course, my Virgo kicked in and went, oh, no, we have to touch everything. We can't just throw things away. So also watch for where you're being a little obsessive, and you don't want to throw it away, or you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that should go, but mm, not really ready to part with it yet. Just think of it as if you touch it and you don't love it, it goes. If you touch it and you love it, you put it in a place where it's supposed to live going forward. And just do it that way. Just touch it, no putting it in places it's not supposed to be, because with the Mercury retrograde, we're being asked, as Mercury entered its shadow this week, and it's in going to enter Leo this week, or it entered Leo this week. It's like everything should have a place that it's shiny and bright and happy in. And anything that's not shiny and bright, it should move to a place where it's shiny and bright. Venus is in Leo. She wants the love. Mercury's in Leo. He wants shiny and bright. Mercury's coming to the north node of fate this week. So he's also going to introduce you to somebody. He's going to invite you to see somebody, talk to somebody, work with somebody that looks interesting or exciting or that you want to partner with. And uh, marriage planet, uh, Juno is at zero uh, Taurus near Uranus. So there can be some exciting partnerships being offered as the two of them move forward and talk to the note of fate. So it's a really interesting energy. There's a grand trine in Earth, which encourages us to create. Uh, and that's formed by Saturn and by uh, Juno and Uranus and Ceres. So they're urging us to create a new thing, and sometimes maybe new nurturing because it's in food or new physical changes in your house. And then there's a nice grand trine in water between uh, between Jupiter and Neptune for sure, and then the sun is moving into that grand trine as Pallas Athena moves out. So they're kind of saying, the sun is saying, oh, let's work with this trine. And next week on Sunday we have a nice trine. Sun trines Neptune uh, and trines Jupiter, forming a grand trine in water, which, of course, is emotional and feeling-based. But when we have an earth trine and a grand trine in water, it's very creative. It's a very fertile kind of placement because earth and water make mud and they grow things. So a lot of stuff's wanting to grow now. Right, 
and you know you may have to take uh, figure out what to do. So earlier this week, I had my piano lesson, and my piano teacher also works in a I mean, he does many things, but he's a community gardener. And he took a look at this plant in my house, and he goes, that plant needs a trim. And I'm like, okay. Now, I got the plant when I was 40, so the plant is 23 years old. It's going to be 24 in September, right? My sister sent it to me for my 40th birthday, and it's a big plant. looks like a tree. He went after that thing with a set of scissors, and he cut so many branches off, and I'm like, I kind of looked at it. I mean, I was busy doing something else, and then I he's like got this garbage bag full of dead. I'm like, what did you do? He goes, it needed a trim. And I'm like, trim? You kind of chopped all the hair off of the thing. Not really, you know, but but the plant needed a trim. And, and, he, and he says, well, there's new growth here, and there's new growth there. and there's. I didn't cut the new growth. I just cut the old stuff off. And I'm like, okay. And I guess that's what happened to the plant. It needed a trim, and all those leaves left. I didn't do it. So if you can find other people, do Tom Sawyer. Get them to help you throw stuff away, too. Because the energy of releasing is strong, and we're all in the mood to release and let go and say, okay, that's done. Let it leave. Let it leave. We're finished with it. All right? So release, release. Uh, This week, the moon, let's talk moon. Right now it's in Aquarius, so it's going to go void at 6.56 in a couple of minutes here on the East Coast with an opposition to Venus saying, okay, let's party down, let's separate, let's release. Let's set this off in that direction, moon and Aquarius opposite Venus and Leo. Release, release. Then the moon goes at 1.31 tomorrow afternoon, East Coast time, p.m., goes into Pisces. So it's void tonight, and it's void tomorrow morning until uh, 1.30, and then it enters uh, Pisces. And it's in Pisces Monday, Tuesday, and it goes void at 5.46 in the morning Wednesday with a sextile to Pluto which is a nice working aspect, uh, water and earth. Not always pleasant planets, but working together. Moon is void all day Wednesday. Nothing going on on a Wednesday. Then it en- all day goes void at 546 in the morning, East Coast time. Then Thursday, that's 4th of July. That's not a bad day to be void, you know, and just kind of go, okay, we're void. And it's Pisces, so that kind of maybe says it's going to rain. Um, or maybe we're going to be a little sad. So then the moon goes into Aries, uh, bright and early Thursday morning, 12.50 a.m., and it's in Aries Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday morning it goes void at 3.09 a.m., and it's void Saturday morning until 8.51 a.m., so it's just void in the middle of the night. And then it enters Taurus, and when it goes void in Aries, it goes void moon in Aries, trine, Venus, and Leo. That's a nice one. So it's both... All the void moons this week are nice. All the moons are this week are nice. So it's a really good week. I know it's the 4th of July, and you're kind of like, I really just wanted to relax. I didn't want to have to do any work. But it actually has really nice aspects for getting stuff out the door or finishing up projects, not necessarily launching new ones because it's a waning moon going narrower, but good for saying done, 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 done. And then the moon goes into Taurus bright and early Saturday morning at 8.51, and it's in Taurus on Saturday the 7th, Sunday the 8th, goes void at noon, 12.10 p.m. on the 9th with moon square Venus right because moon is in taurus which is earth and exalted and happy and it squares venus and leo which is a little party down now shortly after that at 10 32 p.m on the 9th venus goes into virgo monday the 9th so we're in leo venus right so she's a happy working hard working girl and content and fun and then we've got venus in virgo 
uh, and that runs until, uh, if she changes, that runs until August 6th. So we've got Venus in Virgo the month of July. What that means is Venus is in a working girl mood, and she's also sextile to the sun in uh, Cancer, right, which is nice, water and earth, but she's also kind of far away from Cancer. So when, you know, Venus can be in one of five signs. She can be in the sign of the sun or the two signs on either side. So when she's in Virgo, she's kind of like, okay, I'm independent. I don't really want to be told what to do. I kind of want to do my own thing. I like, and she's a little more critical, you know, because she's Virgo. She's assessing stuff. So this week has nice aspects, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, the moon squares Venus. So there's a little bit of an argument on the weekend between what we what we desire, chocolate, wonderful things, and Leo, how we party down or what we do. So there's a creative energy. And then she shifts out of Leo into Virgo on the 9th. So we then have a fussy Venus or a work-oriented Venus. So this is your last week of play this summer. No, I'm not really, but this is the, the fun week. So try and have some fun this week because let me tell you, the rest of the summer, you're running backwards at full speed, and you're 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 just going a little crazy. All right, so let's talk about the uh, the sun. So we talked about the grand trines, which are always helpful. We love grand trines; they really they really support us, and they make us feel very happy. And they uh, the energy seems to flow. It also sometimes, because it is a grand trine, it can sometimes have a little trouble getting out of it. So we have the grand trine with the sun, Jupiter, and Neptune. We have the grand trine. We have another grand trine. Uh, with uh, Mercury, Vesta, and Eris, and that is, uh, I'm sorry, Venus, Vesta, and Eris, that's a fire grand trine. And then we have the Saturn grand trine in Earth that we talked about with the Uranus and the Saturn and the Ceres and the Juno. And then we also have another Earth trine, which leaves Saturn out and brings Vesta in. So that's Uranus, Juno, Eris, uh, Ceres, um, Vesta, and that's the fun part of the week, the grand trines, because <laughs> it's fun. And then that's it. You know, we kind of go, okay, not a bad week. A lot of grand trines. This could be fun. Nice closing moons. This could be fun. Next week, all hell breaks loose, uh, and um, you know what it's going to be. We got, you know, we had that upset in New York with the Mars station, and then we had Anthony Kennedy quitting. And I, you know, watching the news and they were going, well, you know, if Donald Trump is going to be indicted, can he really appoint the judge that's going to try him? And I'm like, this guy just manages to find ways to just kind of thwart the Constitution everywhere he looks, even if he's not trying. He hasn't even been indicted yet. But, you know, can I pick my own judge (laughs) to decide if I can pardon myself? I'm like, wow, this is going to be really interesting summer. Remember, Mars is out of bounds. Mars goes out of bounds next week on Sunday, the 7th. And the, and the Donald said he was coming, or on Saturday, the 7th, and the Donald said he was coming back on the 9th to tell us who he was picking. So, uh, and of course, that day, you know, the moon is in Taurus closing square, and it's in Gemini in the afternoon. So we know he's going to tell us in the afternoon. And uh, or maybe he's going to tell us when the moon's void right at lunchtime, and that would be great. But the closing aspect is a moon square Neptune. So, you know, it's it's like the world's crazy. It's just the world's crazy. That's the way I, that's the way I, that's my new posture. The world is just crazy. I'm just going to pay attention here at the bright red desk and not worry about anything. All right. Well, I worry about everything, but I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to spend sleepless nights. Well, I do spend sleepless nights. Well, maybe I'll, you know, I'll cuddle up with the cats more. All right, so the sun this week goes from 12 cancer to 17 cancer. And he is kind of quiet. He's got a grand trine to Jupiter, got a trine to Jupiter. He's forming that grand trine this week between the 5th and the 8th. So he trines Jupiter on the 5th. He trines Neptune on the 8th. Nice grand trine in water. Everybody's a happy camper. It's kind of content. You know, we're all enjoying it. Last week, of course, Jupiter and Neptune trined each other. So this is the second of the Jupiter-Neptune trines. But this is now the sun's in the middle of it, too. So this is very flowy. It's also very emotional energy, right? So when we have a grand trine in water, we tend to be much more emotional. Uh, so watch for that on the 5th and the 8th. And then the sun is quintile Uranus, right, which is changes and unexpected shifts as he aspects Uranus and Taurus. He also is contraparallel um, Saturn, that's next weekend. So he's arguing with Saturn, and he's saying, well, I, you know, you can't do that. Yes, I can. You can't do that. Yes, I can. Structures and authorities, right? Fourth house, tenth house. Sun in Cancer, opposite Saturn in Capricorn. You know, what's the rules? And then he also has a quintile on the sixth to Juno. Partnerships forming. So watch who invites you to form a partnership with them to make money or to do something fun or to create something because it's a creative partnership because Juno's in Taurus and it wants Juno wants to partner and create something and it's getting a trine or getting a quintile rather from the sun and of course the sun is close to um, Uranus and is aspecting both Uranus and Juno by quintile inviting us into new partnerships so kind of watch the partnership opportunities that show up on the 6th and the day before uh, Mercury this week going enters its shadow on the on the seventh on um, Saturday, and he runs from five uh, Leo to thirteen Leo. So he's moving pretty quickly, about a degree, two degrees a day, and he has an aspect to the nodes of fate on the third. So you want to watch who you meet because he um, he joins the North Node and he invites you to do something. The North Node will be at. Um, It'll, act, it'll activate the North Node and encourage you to go forward. Mercury also has an inconjunct with Saturn on the 2nd, which is not a happy aspect. It usually has a health matter or an adjusting matter or needing to adjust to something. And, of course, it's bones and heart because Mercury's in Leo and Saturn is bones, so kind of structural issues. Mercury is also opposite Mars on the 5th, which can be a fight with your siblings or an argument over stupid stuff because Mercury, uh, Mars is a little bit crabby, right? Mercury and Leo is like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mars is an Aquarius going retrograde saying, no, don't go tell me what to do because Mars and Aquarius doesn't like to be told what to do. So if you've got somebody who you're trying to tell what to do and they're giving you bulk or you're balking because someone's telling you what to do, you're right in sync with the heavens on the 5th. And Mercury has an aspect to the nodes of fate where it wants to go positive by parallel declination on the 5th. Again, the invitation of what you want to do. Now, remember, Mercury's in its detriment in Leo because it thinks it knows everything. And uh, it doesn't really, you know, it's exalted in Aquarius because it takes everybody's decisions into consideration and it thinks about all their different opportunities and all the different things they say. When Mercury's in Leo, everybody thinks they're, they're, they're right and their stuff don't smell. So Mercury opposite Mars, lots of fighting over uh, what's right. Um, and that's the 5th and the 6th and the 7th. 
And, of course, Mars is out of bounds. Mm. Mars is really going to be cantankerous this summer when he's out of bounds, moving backwards, hanging out at the note of fate. You know, and just know when you feel that little cantankerous come up, you're like, ooh, there's my Mars. Someone's trying to tell me what to do. I actually had an argument with my assistant, Rose. We got into, you know, the whole thing with kicking people out of restaurants and is it appropriate and um, civility and morality and, you know, how morality works. And it wasn't like an argument argument. It was just like a like a heated discussion. And, you know, our our positions on it, and I'm – I have to say, I don't think I could do it, but I kind of find it funny when other people do it to them. And Rose's posture was more, well, we're taking a moral stand. You know, we're taking, this is morally wrong. And I'm like, well, but they think it's morally right. You know, when you're being booed in a Mexican restaurant after kicking the Mexicans out and throwing their children in jail, I find that funny, but I'm an Aquarius rising. Rose, not so much. (laughs) So... Uh, you know, it's understanding that this is, you know, we, we're going to actually have some contention between sides that are on the same side, you know, because we're going to take it from a different perspective. It's really a polarizing summer because while I normally agree with her, and, and actually she knows a lot more about the protest stuff going on than I do, and she's much more participative in it, um, I'm kind of like, really? And she's like, yes, moral high ground. And I'm like, all right, moral high ground, I got it. But I also am like, what's the moral, you know, everybody says they're on the moral high ground, Mercury and Leo, right? So just watch for these kinds of things. The whole point, remember, the planets are there to educate us. The conversations are there to educate us. The people are there to educate us. This is a giant school we're in here on planet Earth. And a lot of the stuff this summer is going to be saying to you, so why do you believe that again? And what actually is it you believe? And it's clarifying, because once you get clear on it, nothing stops you. But when you're muddy and you're mucky and you don't really know, you're kind of like, well, I don't really know. You know, I'm not really sure. So on Tuesday, as Mars stationed, we had a big upset here in New York. Uh, Alexandra Oscaro beat an incumbent guy who'd been in Congress 20 years. And she was on TV saying, "This this is what I'm pitching. And she had a very clear message. Boom, 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 boom. This is it. And then they went, ooh, socialists. I'm like, you know, this whole socialist thing, the whole friggin' socialist is a continuum. You know, schools, free schools is socialism. Uh, Police, socialism. Fire department, socialism. Back in the old days, you had to buy insurance. You put a plaque on your building. If you hadn't bought a plaque, they'd let your building burn. You want to go back to that? We can. You want to work together? No. So this is a really defining time for all of us. And with this Mars-Mercury, we're going to be feeling it. Uh, and so Mercury, of course, has a biquintile to Neptune and Saturn, and they're forming a, I don't know what that would be, but Mercury's aspecting both Neptune and Saturn. Uh, Neptune is at 16 Pisces and Saturn is at 5 Cap, and inviting us to really figure out what our boundaries are, what our dreams are, what our visions are. And then Mercury has a big old square uh, next week to Jupiter in Leo, squaring to Jupiter that is stopped in the sky. Okay, so this is very morally clarifying. That's on the ninth. Of course, Mercury squared Jupiter, that's the judge announcement. And um, not looking like a good judge from my perspective. Venus runs from 20 Leo to zero Virgo, right? So Venus enters Virgo on the ninth at 10.31 p.m. And I know I'm giving you next Monday, but I realize 
when I don't do that, sometimes there's stuff that is um, is cooking. So Venus is in Leo at the last degrees. So she is pushing through uh, the last degrees of Leo from 20 to 27, which, of course, is the president of the United States, the current president, the pers- current guy living in the White House, ascendant. So Venus is on his ascendant, right, in conjunct Pluto on the first sesquiquadrate to Saturn on the first, which is a pushback trying to Eris, the goddess of discord on the fourth, expect some nasty tweets, trying contraparallel to Jupiter, saying I'm not going to play along and be nice, uh, trying to Vesta in the ninth, pushing, pushing, quintile to Pluto, inviting and encouraging us to understand power, and then uh, working against justice on the eighth with her semi-sextile to Athena at four degrees of uh, Cancer at 27. Jupiter not doing much this week, quintile to series on the first, which is creative, helping you work on your diet, understanding really good, of course, really good food too. Uh, Jupiter is also, or Uranus, sorry, is trine series. That's on the third, and it's an earth trine, so it's that's part of the earth trine perfecting, and it's very practical. And Uranus meets up with uh, Juno on the fifth, which is a new cycle, a new Big cycle for Juno and Uranus about creative and partnerships. Watch for new partnerships. Neptune not doing much. Nope, not doing anything. Um, Chiron stations this week on the 5th, and he's going to station at 2 Aries. I completely missed him when I was prepping. Sorry about that. I would have talked about him. But he's stationing at 2 Aries. He is going to go back into Pisces. So he went into Aries a little while ago, and now he's going back into Pisces, just going to stir up the Pisces stuff a bit. And he stations at 225, which is the hot degree this summer. Everything goes to 2.5. So kind of watch for the 5th for a preview of what's going to happen when Uranus gets there and when Saturn gets there, because there's 2.5 is the hot degree. And then Juno enters Taurus on the 1st of July. So she's uh, partnering and wanting to ground those partners. And there's a whole lot of hoo-ha around relationships, motherhood, and apple pie on the 4th of July because Ceres aspects the nodes of fate. And remember, my motherhood and apple pie might be different than your motherhood and apple pie. Everybody's got different crusts, kind of like meatloaf, kind of like stuffing for your turkey. Mine's better than yours. Mine's best. Watch for that big, big week for watch for mine's better than yours. And Mercury and Leo is not particularly a compromising Leo. It's my way or the highway. So uh, with that note, have fun on the 4th. And we'll be back next week on the 8th, which is really when we're really going to go crazy. But the eclipses are coming. You're going to feel the energy. And you're going to feel it building. And it builds and builds. And then next week, wild and crazy. So enjoy your time in the sun. (laughs) Because next week... You're just going to be rolling around like a wild person. And and this week's going to be a little wild. Also, we're not meeting at the Open Center on Tuesday, and I am not doing my show with uh, uh, Jem and Ja on Wednesday because we're off for the holidays. So wishing you a great holiday and a uh, very happy 4th of July. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.